Ronnie, I want to talk to you about the unstoppable tide of time. Is there any specific type, any specific aspect you want to drill down on, or just just the slow no, no, sorry, inexorable me, march of one one second per second? Uh, no, let me let me let me let me let me lighten things up a little bit. I want to talk to you about things that have well and poorly aged. Oh, so yeah, sure. And I mean, yeah, like some, movies and video games and books and stuff. Well, the, and this is something that's more relevant than ever these days, as people sort of pick through old um, bits of popular media and and you know. Find a bunch of stuff in it that really just doesn't uh, doesn't sit well with <laughs> today's uh, standards and uh, uh, yeah and um, yeah. sensibilities. Just the, the the lefty woke mob coming for us all, Dennis. Right, exactly. So what prompted I wonder this? What will happen to us? I wonder if we can thread the needle with this dumb podcast. Um, the tone offers us some armor, I think. Well, like, we and, the, and the size of the audience offers us some armor as well. Very true. We just bury and forget about it. But I'm just wondering if there is something that we're doing or so. Because, I mean, you know, the people, like, uh, people hundreds of years ago, when with, when they're being judged very harshly by today's standards, a lot of them didn't think they were yeah. doing anything wrong. They were oblivious to the fact that, like, some of the things they were doing were just completely morally repugnant. I'm yeah, not well, defending the their behavior, the but just, that, the that is just changes, the reality yeah. of it. They didn't think they were doing anything wrong. I wonder if we... Are doing. Do you know what? I'm convinced something that is is going to be looked back on as, as completely morally repugnant is. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. It's uh, not being vegetarian. Yeah, I was going to say eating meat. Yeah, I think eating that is going to. That is. Well, gonna, I think eating lab grown meat will be fine, but I think eating eating the flesh of dead animals is something that people look back on in horror and disgust. Eventually, I, I want to clarify. People hope Riley is saying this as not a vegetarian. <laughs> oh no, I'm going down to the history book. I'm, I'm going the wrong side of the historical ledger for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things are just going out of fashion as well, though. Like smoking and drinking are both way, 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 way down. Smoking um, in particular, yeah. Like smoke, like drinking. I mean, you know, people still enjoy uh, enjoy a, a glass. It's not of beer not as much though. Wine, people who are like just entering like their twenty, uh, turning twenty one, like twenty one to twenty five now, drink twenty to twenty five percent less than the previous generation at that age. I don't think there's the same stigma though, right? Like that might be, you know, it's healthier not to drink, da da da, whatever else. But there's like, I don't judge someone for drinking the same way that I judge someone for smoking, right? Like, I, and, and, if someone, and someone comes to me and says, I've quit smoking, that's certainly getting a bigger congratulations than I've quit booze. Agreed. Um, well, actually, I don't know if that's true. I, 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 think, I think quitting booze gets a bigger congratulations only because it's more... Because, only because... I guess there's no healthy amount of smoking, but there is a healthy amount of drinking, right? And also, actually, it's a lot less socially acceptable. Speaking from personal personal experience, it's a lot less socially acceptable to not drink than it is to not smoke. So, well, that's changing. Got, so there's so there's an interesting no, thing. Well, that's me. That's just me, Dennis. Trailblazing, man. Trailblazing. Right. Yeah. We, we, we should, we've shifted topics now. We're talking. We're, we're talking about this. I'm putting poorly aged movies in my pocket for a different time. So okay. <laughs> okay. Very yeah, good. Actually, All right. Actually. That's good. All right. So something's changed. Something changed. Um, it used to be, and Dave Mitchell has a bit about this before, and it was before the smoking ban in Ireland. So depending mm. on where you're to say this, might be the case where you live, might not. You can't smoke indoors anywhere that isn't your own private home in Ireland, basically. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. And I think Australia is the same isn't it uh almost certainly i think like there are even restrictions about where you can smoke in public like out in the open air there are various like you can't smoke near a school you can't smoke within certain number of meters of a building entrance all sorts of stuff yes so before that, people pubs were pubs and bars were just clouds of smoke, as you might imagine. Mm. And it's and been I'm a long old, time. I think I, I'm well. I'm old enough to remember coming home from a nightclub stinking of smoke. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it used to be that was the thing. And then I remember Dave Mitchell has a bit about it. He's like, it was great. He's like, I didn't like the people smoke, but it was whatever. But now enough people smoke that when they go out to have a cigarette, I'm sat there with all their coats for 20 minutes waiting for everyone to come back. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. But now the tide has shifted. Now I'm a, a, a minor, a very strong, a very small minority of my friends smoke, and it's annoying. Generally yeah. speaking, when they go out for a cigarette, I, I found this. I wondered when the t- tide was going to turn while working in hospitality, because everyone would go and you know have a chill while they were as as a well. That's because it gives you an extra anything. break. You just get a ten minute break every every <clears> hour tactical. or two. Um, and I didn't get that because I didn't smoke and it was very annoying. So I wanted to be like, can I go and just have a fresh air break instead of a putting carcinogens in my lung break, lungs break? But no, that's not how it worked. Uh, but I wonder how long it will take before it's just like, well, you don't get a smoke break. Like you don't, you're not, I'm not, I'm not paying you to go and spend 10 minutes or five minutes, however long it takes. To, if, I'm sure there's some diary. places that do that now. I, I mean, I wouldn't blame them. There, there are certain forms of discrimination that I really don't have a problem with. And when you're choosing to, you know, foul up the healthcare system by putting poison into your lungs, like I don't think you should be, I don't think you should be getting benefits at work for it. A strong anti-smoking podcast here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Dennis, I'm going to make a bold stand and say that smoking is bad. And I don't <laughs> care do if th- I go down <gasps> in history on the wrong side of the ledger for that one. <laughs> on that one, um, well, also like it's different, like in different places. Like, like I'm from the Balkans, um, mm. and everybody over there smokes yeah yeah it's much i remember living in berlin it's much more common for people to to, to eastern europe as well even further east yeah. and even, even more so i would imagine yeah yeah i want to look up what the stat is because my father often talks about how, how just everybody smokes there are we doing um, smoking chat now or can i sort of pivot into social acceptability of, of certain things chat because there was something that happened to me this week that i want to share with you right we can pivot but i want you to guess how, what percentage of people in bosnia have to go in the smoke rally uh, like 80 percent no, no, God, no, it's like 36. Oh, 90, 90, 90%, 110%. That's lower than that's lower than I thought. What that That isn't as high as I thought it would be. No, because like what's the, like, I was getting people smoke in Ireland, for example. I don't know. I would have guessed something like 20 to 30% in a place like Ireland. Nine, nine, 16 and 19 for men and women, respect, for, for women and men. Okay, so it's not that much higher in, in your neck of the woods. Uh, it's almost double. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. You're massaging those figures a little bit, but that's the Dennis Stranjak. Uh, it's yeah. double in women. 35% is, is more than double of 16. Okay. All right. Well, he's got us there, my friends. He, he has got us there, exalted listener. And I'm assuming that you're all on my side with this exchange for some reason. Yeah. Um, so do you, but I, here's the other question. And before on. we pivot to what you want to talk about is, do you think we should be allowed to smoke? Like, should cigarettes be banned? Oh, yeah. So get rid of them. Get rid of them. We don't need them. The only reason that they're still there is, is a holdover from tobacco lobbies still having, you know, still whispering in the right politicians' ears and that sort of stuff. They've been grandfathered in through a, a series of, of, you know, through a long time of, of political lobbying and inertia and all that sort of stuff. No, nah, ban them. No, nah, who cares? It is very inconsistent. People say, oh, like- then, it'll be, then the market will be flooded with cheap, even more dangerous uh, tobacco and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it'll be less accessible than ever before and... No, honestly, in Australia, a, a, a packet of cigarettes costs something like forty dollars or fifty dollars, and yeah, it's I'd, I'd, be ha- too. I'd be happy to see that the tax on it doubled because you know, bugger them. Smokers aren't doing the like. I don't. Wanna, I mean, some. I mean, you have to have some compassion. Some people. Some people are addicted to these things, and financially crippling them only makes it difficult for poor people to smoke. But at the end of the day, the option there, especially when there are there are medical aids that you can you can make use of if if you need to wean yourself off them and that sort of thing, like don't start to begin with and look for paths mm-hmm. to get off 
off the durries if you are on them and because there's just no upside. The only thing it's doing is lining the the, the pockets of, of tobacco magnets. It is one interesting. Like if I if I have kids and they're like you know, and in fifteen years or whatever, they're teenagers. Mm. I wonder if it'll even be cool to smoke. Well, I mean, in New Zealand, they, I think the what the the policy that they've got going is they are going to draw a line in the sand and say anyone who was born after this date cannot buy cigarettes ever. So That's there'll be wild. one generation, there'll be one last year of eighteen-year-olds who can go out and and and, and buy a deck on their uh, on their eighteenth birthday, and then the next day, no one will be able to buy cigarettes from that age or or below. That's you such just, a weird law that you're like grandfathered in. <laughs> Yeah, and if you if you're born one day late, that's it. No durries for you to munch on, mate. I, I don't know. I don't mind it. I'd be happy to just ban it, ban it outright. But but you know, obviously New Zealand once again leading the charge. Here's an interesting fact to- about New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. We we talked about that uh, the other week. No snakes in New Zealand. Yep. Also, no nukes at all. They don't allow nuclear power in the, in the country at all. To the point that I think it was in the '60s. I can't remember exactly when it was, but Australia, um, New Zealand, and and, and America. The United States formed a mutual defense treaty called ANZUS, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and New Zealand pulled out because they refused to let um, American nuclear this. submarines harbor the in water. their in their ports. Yeah, into their into their territorial well, waters. When you said no nukes, do you mean no nuclear weapons or no nuclear power? Nothing. No. So no. I have, I have, I have, whatsoever. I, I have differing opinions on those two things. I do too, I am, but I'm, I I do admire yeah. New Zealand's um, hard line. Yeah, exactly. They know where to draw a line, Dennis. If there's one thing the Kiwis are good at doing, it's drawing a line. I'm pro, I'm I'm extensively pro nuclear power for what it's worth. Well, heavy yeah. pro, heavy pro nuclear power. Uh, as a transitional power source towards full renewable energies, I, I look. I'll put it this way: I'd rather we were powered a, nu- uh, a by, nuclear by civilization than an oil civilization or coal for certain yeah, <laughs> coal, yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean that's what australia's on coal it's it's disgraceful anyway i want to dial it back dennis to what we were talking about before um in terms of the social acceptability of yes these behaviors things. right smoking drinking that sort of stuff i went to a uh a dinner party or like a little barbecue type get together thing with some of megan's friends i didn't know anyone there right I are any dinner parties in australia ever indoors like <laughs> no <laughs> no it was outdoors it was outdoors yes Anyway, um, so I went there. I didn't know any of the people that were going to be there, right? Now, I have a thing. The, the, this, the people that we were visiting had three dogs, a Great Dane, a Jack Russell. So, you know, the whole the whole size spectrum there and then one in the middle, right? I don't know what kind of dog it was, but it was too large for my comfort. Now, I don't like dogs, right? I just don't yeah, like And you don't have a phobia of dogs, but you're, not, you're certainly not comfortable around dogs. And this, Dennis, is the point that I want to talk about. Because in order to make, to spin my dislike of dogs to be more palatable, right, I lie through my mm-hmm. teeth to people mm-hmm. that I meet for the first time when, it, when there are dogs and I'm averse to them. And I say, sorry, I'm afraid of dogs, right? So are you, are you like, ugh, the, are, you, are, you, are you annoyed by dogs or are you discomfort? Like, do you have a diet phobia of dogs or are you just like, this dog is very annoying? Definitely scary dogs like alsatians or pit bulls or rottweilers yeah, a, do- a dog where it's an even shot if it gets to do a fight with you yes a, a dog that might rip, actually rip my throat out like those aggressive attack dogs I'm, I'm actually i'm very wary of them to the point that i think you could say that i was afraid but no like this great dane There's i wasn't no scared i wasn't scared of it i just didn't want to be near it because it was big and smelly and slobbering everywhere and anyway mm-hmm. megan doesn't like it when i lie about it 
she doesn't like it. She loves dogs and she doesn't like that I don't like dogs and she doesn't like that I lie about being afraid of dogs. She's like, just don't. Would she rather don't. have the difficult conversation with everyone instead? Well, I said, I, so, so I said, all right, I'll, I'll show you what happens when I don't lie about yeah. it. So we went to this thing, we met these people and the dog came over and I was like, Ugh, like doing that thing where like shying away from it. People look at me like, oh, do you know the dog? I'm like, sorry, I just, I just really don't like dogs. And all that happened was for the rest of the night, they all try to convince me how great dogs are. Yeah. And every time the dog came near me, they just, just just give him a pat. He won't slobber. Just give him. And like the dog's trying to eat my food, trying to get on my, like the, what the Jack Russell's jumping up on the table. Like all this stuff is happening. I'm just like, I don't want any of this to happen. And, you know, then one of them was like giving it a pat and scratching the head. And it was like, you know, it was being kind of what they thought was cute, whatever else. I don't see how a dog that's nearly the size of a horse has the capacity to be cute or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, look, isn't it sweet? Look, isn't it nice? And I'm just like, if I had come in and said I was afraid of dogs, no one would have done anything to try to convince me otherwise. So that's why, in order to, you know, make it more safe. I think you're doing the right thing. I think I think it's very fair for you to do that. Because you're right, people are, as time goes on, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, about how everyone's like, don't get a dog, don't get a dog. Mm. As time goes on, I don't know if I like dogs very much. No, and admitting that public, like if I say I don't like cats, everyone's like, yeah, fair enough. No one's, yeah, what the hell, right? But even me, as like you and I, we love cats, right? And if someone came to me and if someone came to me and said I don't like cats, I'd be like, fair enough, they're assholes. (laughs) They are, they are, they are really just relaxed. But you know, you you know what cats do? Broadly speaking, keep to themselves. Yes, they do. Dogs are, but that's not my point. My point is that even cat lovers like you and me, we accept that people don't like cats. Whereas people who love dogs, for yes. some reason, they're not able to accept that there are people who don't like dogs and not even are indifferent to dogs, don't want dogs near them. I'm I'm like, if I go to a barbecue and there's a dog there, I'll play with the dog, I'll pet the dog, it's fine. But mm. especially if it's a big dog, I'm like, I don't enjoy this. This is not, because yeah. there's an element of, it's not even that I'm afraid of the dog, I'm not like, oh, get away from me. But I am like, this thing's big and has giant teeth. And there's yeah. some part of my lizard brain that's like, I don't really want to hang around with it. And also with many dogs, it's not an opt-in experience. No, that's true. Like, look, my, 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 my sister-in-law, Nikki's sister has a dog. Mm. Um, massive, massive dog. I think, as far as I recall, and I, could be I think she was sold the dog as like a a mini whatever. And it was just not. It's huge. It's like, it's like, it's like, okay. <laughs> Which the wrong tag was put onto the factory, yeah. Oh, no, they're all mini when they're puppies is the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know what kind of dog it is. It's like a big, like Labradory type, big, big, big goldy gold retrievery Labradory dog, right? Okay. And it's huge. Like this dog is huge and strong, yeah. and stupid and friendly. Yes. Like slobbery running around. Ha ha ha! I want to play. Oh, no thanks. And when her sister was pregnant, the dog would run at her and like jump at her and be like, oh, I want to play. I'm like, this dog is going to knock this eight month old pregnant woman onto the ground, and he has bowled her over in the past. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and she she'd be like, "Oh, he's getting better." As the dog like charges at her, and she has to literally wrestle with him to get him through a door. And I'm like, "This is terrible." Yeah, this is a terrible, terrible time. But look, if and you love dogs, that's great. You know, I'm not saying that's that. fine. Yeah, that's I don't, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. But if you love dogs and someone else doesn't, don't 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 judge them because the reasons for not loving dogs are more robust than you might expect. I think exactly right. And certainly, you know, if you've got a dog and you love that dog, full power to you. I mean, if you know, Dennis, if there is a situation where I was, I don't know, if I'm having to all of a sudden make legislative decisions about banning certain things that people really like and on my desk there's one i mean one or the other it's got to go mr president which one is it is it is it dogs or is it cigarettes yeah you know, easy very Smoking very dogs. easy <laughs> i mean they both stink but, 
They both stink. I don't think dogs generally smell that bad, to be honest. I mean, when they get out of like the sea or whatever, yes, it's like a wet dog smells awful, but generally I think I dogs don't know. Are Maybe bad. it's just because my mum's dog would always go and roll on the kangaroo shit up on the golf course and that would, you know, that'd be that. And never a more Australian sentence was spoken. I think <laughs> by hearing that, I've become a citizen. So thank you for that. Yeah, oh, I don't man. know. I feel like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want a dog because I, I. I always imagine like you know I'll have a family and then we'll get the family dog. And as time goes on, I'm like maybe we just don't. And it's no. also like the upkeep on dogs is so high. Like yeah. I was listening to somebody talk about the dog the other day, and they're like, yeah, it's actually pretty low maintenance. Like we walk the dog, we don't have to walk him like three times a day. I'm like, that's a lot. That's a that's, lot. That's an hour and a half of your time a day, at least. How many, how many times do you walk at the cat a day, Dennis? Zero. I could, <laughs> Nikki's tried. He won't, he won't go. We have a need for the cat. Honest. She's yeah, like, we'll take yeah. the cat in a walk. And I'm like, Nikki's not going to want to do this. Oh, man. Like, All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to have hijacked your, your topic, but you kind of hijacked yourself to begin with as well. Like, Yeah, that's fine. We changed, we changed lanes. It's okay. We're, we're, it's like jazz. You don't worry about it too much. I play a little bit. You play a little bit. It's all good. Okay, and we're just not in completely different keys, different different um, instruments. Don't get into whether we like jazz or not, right? I've seen that land eight times. I think jazz is the greatest thing in the world. Hang on, what? Do you not think I don't? You do think I don't like jazz? I was just saying like you didn't because you're like, we're all both in different keys. Everything sounds wrong. It's all No, I'm just saying that we like you're like, oh, let's have a chat about old movies. And then I'm like, mm, how about dogs? You're like, what about cigarettes? I'm like, oh, let's go back to dogs. You know, like I, I, <laughs> I'm not... True. I'm not saying that I don't like jazz. That's a very interesting takeaway. From, I quite like... Oh, Dennis, you want another very embarrassing um, confession from me? Let's, let's have two white guys talk about jazz. I love this. Let's go. No, I'm not, I don't want to for very long anyway. But um, <laughs> I, des- I decided I was going to like jazz when I was about 14. It coincided Ooh, but that was my, well, you make all your best decisions at that age. Oh, yeah. it, it coincided it wasn't too far off the time that I was reading all that like all those books about philosophy. It's very surprising I didn't start wearing flat caps. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah no I, I actually do have a, a mild appreciation of jazz just because I did that thing you know when you're that young and you take up an affectation that you're going to base your entire personality around I did a bunch of reading about Miles Davis and you yep. know, Charlie Parker and Louis Armstrong and, and all the rest of them Dave Brubeck and uh, Duke Ellington and all, like all mm-hmm. the classics right and I knew all the stuff about them as well so I could Lord, my superior. I got into jazz for the best of reasons, to be an insufferable jazz fan. I'm glad it didn't oh, I stick. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to get away from this. Let's shift, let's shift gears. <laughs> I really, I really just absolutely messed you up, didn't I? I'm so sorry. You're like, hey, I want to come to and have a, have a chat about these films that haven't aged I did well. it to I'm myself like, first, and I liked, I liked, I, I, I think we hit a rich vein, and that's okay. And we could put that one in our pocket. Pete Holmes always talks in his podcast, I usually does it within the first episode, within one episode, mm-hmm. about you're putting irons in the fire and you take them out one by one. And we'll take out that poorly aged movies one some other time. Yeah, but all we did was shake the chimney and a bunch of irons we didn't realize were in there fell out. And we sort of, kind of scrabbled, made a big mess on the hearth as we scrabbled They're to take, good and to hot, pull them all out. They're good and hot. Dennis, I want to return to, and look, we're not going to call it a segment because it's not a segment, but it's just, it's a bit of a mainstay for me when I, you know, I haven't had a very exciting week. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll talk about, um, there's, a, there's a type of thing I like to talk about from my past. And that is uh, strange people with strange habits that I've associated with in the past. Um, just okay. completely washing your feet in a bidet, et cetera, et cetera. Washing your feet in a bidet, learning how to lucid dream, that sort of stuff. And I want to talk to you about someone who I think is one of the most shameless men I've ever met, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> His name is George, right? Okay. And I'm going to give you a few examples of George's behavior, and you can tell me just sort of on what level you think George used to operate. I haven't spoken to him for many years. Maybe he's, maybe he's calmed down a little bit, right? 
the story I always tell about George, the opening George story, we're at the Northcote Social Club, right? We're out for dinner and it was a busy night. Kitchen was obviously getting slammed and there was quite a wait for food, right? Like 40 minutes. We're starving. We'd mm. ordered our burgers, whatever else, but we're really, really hungry. Place is heaving. All sorts of people there. We've got our drinks, but we're all very hungry. George amongst us. I mean, he's letting us know, Dennis. Let me tell you this. He's, he's, not, he's not suffering in silence. Oh, no, right? No, he's being he's, he's being he's in suffering in silence. <laughs> he's being insufferable and not silence, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the table next to us, they get up. I leave. think you've told me about this. Oh my god, go ahead. So the table, they've they've had a big meal, they've had all their food brought out. I think they were sharing some stuff as well, right? And obviously they didn't get through all of their food. Well, you went you also you went out for dinner with one people like this who would deliberately order far too much food and then just throw it all out. Oh yeah, that's a that's a, that's a, we can come to that. That's a different story, but yes. Um, but this wasn't. I mean, we didn't know these people. Didn't know who they mm-hmm. were. The the four of them got up and left the uh, left the left the pub, and that was that. But they left their food obviously on the table for the waiters to come and collect. Now, what are we talking? Are we talking like full items, or just like a couple of chips here and there? A couple no, of- we're talking like well, the the the, well, the item in question, the one that re- the exhibit A to the jury here is is going to be a half finished plate of nachos that was being shared between the four of them right and this still it had a lot of chips plenty of cheese there's guac there's sour cream there's everything right still going on with this they just i think they got it to share to munch on and none of them actually really got that stuck into it none of them committed to it yeah exactly so half a plate of nachos in addition to like i don't know some burger crusts and some like chips and whatever else before these people have like left the the outdoor eating area right before they have completed their they're exit inside, from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they are rapidly. If they were background extras, the they would still need to be in character. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. George has gotten up, gone over to the table, lifted up the plate of nachos, oh brought it back God. to his where he was sitting, put it down in front of him, and he started eating it. So this is obviously heinous and inhuman and gross. Well the thing is But right? but if there was any food, I think it would be even approaching acceptable to do this with. Hmm. I think it would be communal nachos. Those yeah, and are it's a, designed it's a for already being shared. Exactly. No mouth is. They're not eating it out of. It's not like a food trough. They're not eating it like pigs out of a, out of a, <laughs> out of a trough. No. It's anyway, definitely socially very unacceptable. Of course it is. And the rest of us at the table are like, George, What dude, are you doing, George? What yeah. are you doing, man? What are Because other people saw it and he just did not care. Right? That is a shameless man. Your, your, your description when you started talking about George was, uh, was spot on. But the, his, here was his response. And this really summed up George for all of us, right? And this is the reason I, I always open with this story about him. Because his defense to eating the nachos in this way, in this absolutely shameless way, in full view of everyone there at the Northcote Social Club, he goes, what? I've done worse. <laughs> Which is That's not really a, defense. a defense when you think about it. That's an additional admission of guilt. Now, Riley, yes. I assume, I have to assume, the nacho at the Northcote Social Club, whatever you called it, is the, um, the opening salvo. And it implies to me that you're familiar with some of the worst things George has done. I actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't know what he did that was was much worse than that. I can give you some other examples. Oh, there's certainly one thing that he did that wronged me more personally in the grand okay, scheme of things. That, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm always here for. But this one, I was very, very frustrated with uh, with the situation here. Oh, and a special guest joins us on the podcast here, Megan Simpson, <gasps> home from her day at work. 
Quick report in from Megan. How's she doing? A quick report from Megan. Let's have a quick catch up and check in with Megan as she comes and joins us here. Welcome to have a listen to this. Megan Simpson, long time fan of the show and and former long time involuntary listener of half of yeah, the show. Exactly. Still hasn't listened to the episode where I admit things. How are you? How's your day? Yeah, my month is. Nothing. Uh, there's. Uh, we can move on from that. Um, how's your day? Uh, it was wonderful. Um, I had a good day. You had a good day. I had a good day. There, there good is, day. Often Megan will come home caked in mud and earth and dirt, and today is certainly no exception. She's very, very dirty girl, and not 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 in the way that I think oh our, my. Uh, in our front teenage of boy listeners would be free. happy for. Oh my god! Um, any any exciting news? Did, did any of the horses do anything particularly amusing today, Megan? No, they were all really. Oh, I did get a back massage off of one of the horses. You got and a. It, and it was. With bated breath. <laughs> Rewind. Okay, I'm going to need you to step a little closer so they can hear you all properly. And repeat, you just said you got a back massage from one of the horses. I did. I would love to hear this. Get her on the mic. Some human massages I've had. How did you get a back massage from a horse that didn't result with you getting, uh, like, having needing spinal surgery? Um, Because, uh, so you know when you scratch a horse and they do the nose wiggle thing? I do not know that, by the way, but sure. It's like massive and he has a huge nose. And um, my boss oh, was scratching okay. him. All right. So and he, I stood in front of yeah, him. And all right. Was rubbing like a my back. bear in front of a tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You weren't getting a back massage from the. It wasn't. It wasn't. So you weren't getting a back massage with the horse's hooves. Oh no. That, I would not do you think when? No. Do you think when Genghis Khan stampeded through Eurasia, he would refer that to giving all of the locals involuntary back massages? As or he, he himself tore his way maybe, the maybe Genghis maybe Genghis Khan himself would would get a uh, a back massage like that from one of his my, noble steeds in order to calm down. Megan, is that something that yeah. the, that the horse folk often employ, or is this uh, a? It's a new thing for me. I will be employing it more often from now on. No, oh, I know there we can you go. Do it. <laughs> well. An interesting, uh, an interesting piece of development from from Megan's workday. Um, she always comes home Megan, with. She always that. comes home with the most. I tell you what, Dennis. Can I tell you, very truly, she comes home with the most interesting stories from work. She's still in the room, so I need to maintain that fiction until she can't hear me anymore. Um, Much like anyway. George maintaining his fiction. I, George didn't even maintain his fiction of not wanting to. Hear the no, no. The, George was not a man given to maintaining fiction at any point. There, there, uh, there was there was a there was a real chance it sends them when those four people ordered a plate of nachos for the table that five hands hit the middle of the table when, when it started eating. <laughs> what so, a hang on, you, you said you said George personally wronged you. Well, so he lived in a share house with uh, with some other friends of mine as well. So I'd, I'd often go around. George and I weren't close. It'll surprise you to learn, but I would often go around <laughs> and hang out with one of his housemates who who was a, a closer friend of mine. George is a um, recurring guest on the, the the sitcom of your life then. Yes. Yeah. He was. He was. He was the Newman <laughs> featured player. Yeah. Newman. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, can I tell you as well from the housemates' perspective, he was a nightmare to live with. Right. So, uh, oh. didn't buy anything for the house. Like, because if you live in a share house, you know everyone sort of pitches in for stuff like you know th- things everyone's using: dishwashing detergent, toilet paper, salt, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Right. So my housemate James and the other housemate, whose name I've unfortunately forgotten, I didn't know her very well. One day they decided to hide all the toilet paper because they were the only ones buying it, right? Uh, no, almost like an, almost like a, like a trade blockade, yeah. <laughs> so they hid all the toilet paper, and George and the, and the plan then is wait for George to notice to be like, "Have the toilet paper," and, you're, and they're like, "Well, you didn't, put, you haven't been paying for the toilet paper, have you, George?" But you, yeah, I see. Well, George, that's not the line that George took. George, George didn't take the "Where's the toilet paper?" line, right? Okay, I didn't know there was another line on the table in this oh, case. Oh, well, George finds the line, dude. He came out to the lounge room where they were both seated and he said, what the f***, guys? Someone needs to buy some toilet paper, all right? Ooh. Like, 
you could George that exhibits a le- I don't think I don't think I like George very much no 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 because before what he was doing was gross but ultimately victimless right yeah in the restaurant this example exhibits a uh, like indicates a level of like self-centrism and like narcissism that it's very difficult for me to get behind oh yeah yeah and it wasn't just toilet paper he would use their toothpaste and then complain when they ran out i thought you were gonna i thought that word i thought toothbrush, that word, yeah. toothbrush yeah, and i was toothbrush, like george's yeah. george used to be in prison yeah yeah no but the thing you did to me i went over one time and um james and i we we got lunch we went and got some uh-huh. pizzas um, and uh, brought them back. And I was very much looking forward to taking because I had half the pizza, put it in his fridge. And I was very, very much looking forward to having the rest of the pizza for dinner. After oh, I left James's no. place, I was going to take it home. Didn't really have a plan. I was just going to like hold it awkwardly under my arm as I rode my bike. But whatever. I had four pieces of pizza in James's fridge ready to go for my dinner and I couldn't wait. James and I went out. We came back and got back to find George halfway through my pizza. Your pizza. So, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it was in the fridge. Sorry. I just like, yeah. Why'd you put it in the fridge if you didn't want me? To, oh, yeah. I, you put it in the fridge to keep it cold. Well, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I, I, the reason I sort of faltered over that, the retelling of that anecdote is because I remember I put the word, so, I just put the word sorry into it there. Pretty sure he didn't say sorry. Oh, sure. Okay. You don't want to put words in his mouth. No, it's I don't too full of pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. Exactly right. Oh, uh, you know what tastes better than. So a lot of people say, you know, well, cold pizza tastes better than hot pizza. I think most people are crazy, but a lot of people say that. You know what tastes even better than cold pizza? Gone. Free cold pizza. Yeah. That's the real killer. Cold pizza that you didn't pay for. That Stolen just magic, cold that, that pizza. The, that the, the, the pizza fairies put into your uh, put into your, 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 your fridge. There's one more George anecdote I want to tell, Dennis. I don't know if you've got any insufferable friend anecdotes that you want to share, but there's one I'm more George anecdote, right? That doesn't reflect very badly on him, but is very, very funny. I used to ride my bike around everywhere in Melbourne when I was at that age, right? But sometimes when it was cold or rainy or just didn't feel like it, I would get the train. And George and James and, and the housemate lived very, very, like quite close to me, like one train station away from me, right? Um, and one day I was in the city, got the train uh, back towards where I lived. And... It was at it was in peak hour rush hour, so the train's absolutely packed. No, like couldn't sit down, right? Because all the seats peak are peak hour. I thought it was in peak hour, which is some some neighborhood of Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, it, was in, it was in the Melbourne Melbourne region of peak hour. No, peak hour. Uh-huh. And I am on this platform. I'm sorry, I'm on, the, I'm on the train, and I start hearing this shouting down from the other end, and not so, words. So, are you about to have a George sighting in the wild? Someone, just someone going, ah. Ah! Making noises like that, right? <laughs> what? Okay. Like they're taking damage in a Bethesda game. Exactly. Yes. Like someone making... No- ma- yes. Like a, a guard after going, no, <gasps> with your blood. You know, and you're just yeah, you're yeah, yeah. bonking them with the, with the sword, right? And I'm going, what the hell is that, right? And then I heard this person who was yelling and sounded slightly, slightly bonkers, then went, oh, come on. And I thought, there's no way, Right. But as soon as this person had said, had spoken and wasn't just yelling, I recognized his voice. And sure enough, as a couple of people got off the train, as we continued out towards Northcote, down at the other end of the train, yelling into his 3DS. What? Was George. <laughs> and I so I went over. It's going to be he was on the phone having like a breakup no. with his oh, girlfriend no, or dude. his boyfriend no, or something. No, no, no. He was playing, oh, was it that? I think it was a Zelda game. I can't remember. I love if it was like brain training or like Animal (laughs) animal Crossing. (laughs) Something very low intensity. 
But no, as I as I watched and people were getting very uncomfortable looking at him because he was making a lot of noise as he was yelling at his DS. But I went over and was like, because I, I was like, hey, George. And I went over I went over to him. I'm like, what are you doing, man? And he's going, oh, I'm playing this game and you have to like scare these guards off and there's got like a microphone. You have to make a lot of noise by like, you have to yell at them to move it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I I remember that when that was announced, like it, it was, I think it was a Zelda game that you use like the stick to like the the stylus to control Link's sword and then you would have to like shout to stun guards or something. I can't remember it exactly, but he was just doing that, that on the train. Everybody knows, you can just, everybody knows that. And that's what I said to him. I'm like, you know, you can just like, like do exactly that into a microphone. Make that sound. It'll be fine. He's like, oh, oh I didn't know that. And Why was he yelling, come on? That must have been just a frustration. Because it wasn't working. Or because oh. it was too much noise or something. I don't know. Like, it, because, yeah, he was frustrated with the game. Cause, I, I, Dennis, I don't know. <laughs> he just That's didn't so have... Funny, but, but when I told him, like, you can just find it. He's like, oh, my... He wasn't like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. He was just like, oh, no, okay. I think if you if you were to, like... And I know they don't do personality tests that are quite this granular. I also think personality tests are kind of flawed anyway. Like, it's mm. not like, oh, he's an INTJ. That's not what I mean. Well, he'd be an INT, could, like, INTL for loud. INT jerk. If you, um, <laughs> if you were to graph... <laughs> Um, you know, like when you're making a character in The Sims and you can be like, they're this boisterous and they're yes. this passionate and they're yes. this career, all this stuff. Yep. If there, if you could do that for human beings, right? If, yep. if you could like click on somebody and it would just give, spill out and give you this chart of all the different attributes. I have to imagine George's self-awareness is just through the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's, and then, Oh, well, is that true? Does he, is he aware that this is a weird way to behave and he doesn't care? Because the defense I've done worse implies he knows but doesn't care. Right? Yeah, but then the someone has to buy toilet paper indicates that he doesn't. Look, I don't Some, know, Dennis. That's interesting. Yeah, and we'll probably never find out because I, I don't I don't foresee You don't regularly hang out with George? You didn't keep him a yeah, party. I, I haven't kept I haven't kept in touch with George. I haven't kept in touch with George, unfortunately, no. Riley, I have um, one. Of the, I have an example of something similar to this. It's nowhere near as heinous. Like I think George should be tried for war crimes, but. <laughs> um, um, I want to talk to you about something that I think is near and dear to your heart, Go on. which is board game night etiquette. Oh no! Oh no! Well, this is and and do you know how I met George? Was it through, was it a board game night where he it flipped was the Monopoly through, was, and then started eating Scrabble tiles because oh, they're was, in the they're in the cupboard? Like it was through D and D, and um, oh, I bet he's a fun player to have at the oh, table. Oh baby, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, so. George, not the sort of person you want to play a board game with, and I can imagine that whoever you're going to talk about is cut from the same cloth. So I went to a board game night, and it was after uh, it was after a, a work day. It was a school night, shall we say? Mm-hmm. So we all arrived there, at, you know, six thirty or whatever. So most of it comes straight from work, myself included. And we were like, "Oh, we'll probably get pizza or something," you know. That's we'll get we'll get food, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We get there to discover that the the hosts had already eaten. Okay, well, did they, had they made that clear? No. no. Weird, yeah, definitely weird. No, and there was no like, "Are you guys hungry?" Or and then we didn't really feel comfortable being like, "Can we get to the pizza?" You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's where my level little... of shamelessness would have just been like, "All right, well, I'm going to eat." So, do you guys want to order something? I think I made a mistake. I think there's, I didn't know these people as as well at the time, so I I didn't want to fall on that sword. But I, yeah. I think I think I would have been defensible for me to do that. But that's yes. not the bad part, Riley. Okay, I was like, oh, of course. I reached my back and I was like, oh, I brought snacks. So I gave him like two bags of chips. And I was like, here you go. I brought, I, I'm coming to visit your home. I brought some snacks, right? That's yeah. a nice, it's a considerate thing to do. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the guy was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. And just put them away. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh, well, so I'm that's... not hungry. I've already eaten. There's no way that anyone yeah. else could possibly yeah. want to eat these. Thank you for the kind gift. They pulled them out apropos of nothing, I would imagine. And we finished. We tidy up the board game, right? We're going to go home because it's late at this stage. It's like 11 o'clock, wherever. And like I said, it's a, it's a weeknight. Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, um, do you want to eat your snacks before you leave? And I was like, no, I don't want to just have us all sit around a table while I eat some crisps. I was like, you can keep them. I'm going home. What was that? A desperate attempt to save face? Did he forget about the snacks? And that's how he's thinking like, oh, no. Well, no before you leave, everyone, sit down. Sit down. I'll get yeah, a bowl Yeah, it was out. very, very weird. <laughs> Yeah, you're telling me, holy moly, what? Okay, well, that's, yeah. And that's the risk, man. Like, you take snacks to someone's place, and unless they're like, because the thing is, if everyone has brought snacks, right, and like you have to leave them there, you can't, like, if you, even if you don't get to them, you can't take them. I was willing to eat, leave them there. I just wanted to have yeah, but some, I, mean, I, I thought it'd be a nice I mean, thing to do. snack equity you lose by bringing, like, if everyone brings to like, Oh, I just gifted two bags of chips. <laughs> like, and, there's another version of this story, Dennis, which make, makes you the weirdo. Yeah, this this guy he came to my house and like I don't know if he thought he had to like bring me tribute or something, but he just brought like two bags. Like if he'd brought me a present, that would have been nice. Like I don't know, a hat or something that would have been you know pleasant. But like he just brought- ah, it would be so much weirder. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know, man. That's so. That's that's. It, a- I think I should have called the bluff. I should have said, "Yeah, let's sit around." Eat the crisps, yep. stew in it for fifteen minutes, and then we'll all leave. Just in silence, just the just the sound of chewing as you're looking from from person to person. Yeah, and I, I wasn't expecting like you know, or I'm like, oh, cocktails are over here and canapes and the and the the entree ready in fifteen. No, no, that was not what I was. I wasn't. You know, that's fine. No, just I'm not a basic like, basic level of sort of social cohesion. Where I'm not trying to like, be host oh. elitist. I wasn't even like they didn't offer us snacks. I brought yeah. snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, the, the, the whole, like, I haven't eaten. Oh, sorry, sorry. The whole, like, we've eaten and we're not going to address that situation for you guys as a mm-hmm. host. Like, I don't think, it, I think it's a bit strange, but it's not the end of the world if you, it's like, sorry, we were just really hungry. And, like, it, we, and some of it was on social awkwardness for the rest of us for not being like, oh, we're kind of hungry. Do you mind if we were in Chinese food? We could have done that. And I think they would have been like, yeah, it's fine, obviously. But imagine, imagine if they weren't. No, we've eaten. You can eat, you can eat in the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you're going to order it, you'll have to eat it outside because we, the, the the evening meal has already been partook of in this household, and there will not be a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like sort of sort of anti hobbits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was so that's reverse that, yeah. hobbits. Are your friends seven foot tall? Do they do they bump their head on the uh, on on the windows on the windows? Let me Why tell you, one of them had the shoes off. Not a single hair. Not a single hair. Hairless so, feet. Maybe. That's always a good Hairless. one. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> anyway, I haven't kept up with George. Dennis, if I ever have another George encounter in the wild, I will, I'll be sure to... I mean, the, the podcast will be the first to know. And, um, yeah, and you'll notice also... If you hear someone sc- screaming at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a Nintendo Switch on, on a train, you may have a George near you. <laughs> you. You may have come across a George situation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Straniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.